Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk YouTube and podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the recent Fernando Tatis suspension. Obviously, this is the worst possible scenario right now for the Padres season with Fernando about to come back. And now we see that he is going to be suspended for the rest of the season. And then about the first, I think it's like 35 games of next year, he will be ineligible for the postseason. And this is a guy who is a seven war player about to return, about to make this lineup nasty and literally the worst thing that could have possibly happened. So we're going to talk a little bit about what Fernando was taking. Then we're going to kind of give how it impacts the Padres, what the overall impacts are for Fernando as well, um, for how he's going to be looked at throughout his future. Um, and just it's probably not going to be a very positive episode. So we're going to be talking about this stuff. Uh, underneath me right now is Will. Will is my my college roommate. Will knows a lot about different steroids, stuff like that. Will doesn't know a thing about sports. Will probably didn't know who Fernando Tatis was before I told him about this and asked him to come on and basically explain what the steroid was. So, Will, do you want to give a, just kind of a brief introduction to what Fernando was taking, what it does, and then, of course, kind of about his side of it, basically saying that he took it um, for ringworm and he did pass a drug test uh, in March. So I want to just kind of give a little breakdown uh, about, about the uh, steroid that he got busted for. All right. Um, well, first off, it is some very advanced stuff that he was taking. Um, usually, steroids act like hormones in the body, where basically um, they pump up the amount of testosterone, either being produced or either or just act as testosterone in the body. And that is really good for muscle growth and all of the things that bodybuilders and athletes tend to look for, but comes with a boatload of side effects. Um, from your body trying to go back to homeostasis. So uh, your body starts producing more estrogen. You uh, A lot of the times, the excess testosterone converts into something called dihydrotestosterone, which is what gives you uh, the, the crazy back hair and the lack of head hair, um, shrinked ball sack and such. Um, this is not actually in the same class of drug as the, the typical steroid performance-enhancing drugs that we would think of. This um, does not convert to dihydrotestosterone and it does not act on the body the same way. Um, my phone, oh, my phone just got to 5% power. I can't see all anymore, but it's fine. I hope you can hear me. Um, uh, so yeah, it does not act on the body the same way. It's a, it's, it takes a lot of work to make something like that. Like I've never heard of it before you told me to look this guy up because like it's, that kind of tech like research is so like bleeding edge right now and performance enhancing substances, you know, and it's sort of like, I don't know if you guys have heard about research chemicals um, where they, they, they basically pump out um, it's, it's a different area of, of the drug classification, but a similar thing where basically for like LSD, they'll find something that is uh, molecularly very similar to LSD, but technically not because it has a few differences, which makes it legal and it might have some medical use and until it's actually researched, the government can't say, Oh, that's harmful, you know? So this is sort of under that same class of thing where they made it for ringworm and it just happens to be a really, really good performance enhancing drug. You know what I mean? Um, but here's the thing. If this guy's trying to come back from an injury, um, taking this kind of performance enhancing drug is not the way to go. Um, because it is, a androgen receptor modulator which means it makes make muscle big and strong 
but what it does not do is make your tendons and bones big and strong. So if you have a, you're coming back from a broken bone or a lot of athletes come back from a, a tendon injury, it doesn't do anything to help you with a tendon injury. In fact, um, it's actually worse because it'll make your muscles stronger and your muscles grow a lot faster than your tendons do. And so that's why a lot of tendon injuries happen is because athletes train like crazy and they get these massive, you know, powerful muscles, but their tendons can't actually take the strain. So that's why you get all those uh, like uh, ACL, Achilles injuries, stuff like that. Um, so not only would this not help him come back, it would it actually would make it a lot worse um, to come out of an injury taking this type of stuff. Like it might seem like a good idea, uh, but um, it's not. And as far as uh, and the other thing is there's there's better performance enhancing drugs if he was trying to do that, like Osterine. That actually is designed. It was I, I forget it was for osteoporosis. Um, so it was literally designed to increase tendon and muscle or tendon and bone density which if I was trying to come back from an injury, that is probably what I would be taking. Um, but because you can't actually get that prescribed for something. It's like it's tested. We know what it does. He wasn't taking that. He was trying to get fucking real beefed up real quick. Um, and the thing is, you know, he says he took it for ringworm. Like you could you could take it for ringworm if it was a really serious case of ringworm. And you know how it comes um, to treat that ringworm? It's like, it's in Vaseline. It's in like a, a gel. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like an appreciable amount that you would fail a steroid drug test um, because of the amount, the amount needed to get rid of ringworm and the amount needed to uh, take athlete levels of steroids are two <laughs> very different things. Um and so it's sort of like when people say that they, uh, you know, they failed their drug test because they had too many poppy bagels. It's like, in theory, in theory, you could be right, but that doesn't happen in real life. You know what I mean? Like, or, or very, very rarely it does. Um, and it's sort of, I mean, we all know, I'm sorry, but like for professional athletes, getting steroids and performance enhancing drugs is like getting weed in California under the age of 21, like you just go to a, to a doctor and say like, Oh, I have a headache. Here is $80. And they're like, here is a license to buy weed. You know, like it's doctors, you know, they, if they think they're not going to kill somebody with it, they might be like, eh. I mean, we know that that happens. I'm sorry, but yeah, basically that's my take on it is I don't think there's any way you could take a steroid and not, not know you were taking a steroid. You know what I mean? Um, and that's not the one I would choose to come back from an injury. Um, and I don't think I can emphasize how like highbrow cutting edge research this is like um, it's the type of thing that you would give an Olympic athlete. So they don't, you know what I mean? Fail a drug test, like probably invented for that like a few years ago. And then the WADA got wise to it. Um, something like that. That would be my guess. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for hopping on. Well, I just wanted to get some insight because none of us three know really the first thing about steroids. Um, and I know that you've done a lot of research on that kind of stuff, a lot of research in the medicine and whatnot. So wanted to get the unbiased, not a sports fan kind of take on what the steroid would do to just have a better understanding. Because I think a lot of people look at steroids and they go, oh, it's cheating. It's to come back from the injury. But not saying that it's not cheating, but saying that yeah. 
it does, it wouldn't help him come back from the injury, which is a very strange thing. Um, yeah. But also the ringworm kind of side of it of like, yeah, I don't know how much this is really going to help ringworm. So, Will, thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it a lot, man. Um, no problem. And thank you for the insight. So, Chase Isaac, we start with Chase. What, what are you kind of feeling about the the whole Fernando situation with the steroids? He, he should have just come clean. Like, I messed up. I was trying to come back from injury. It's been a long rehab. I was expected to be back by the end of June, probably all-star break at the latest, just nearly mid-August. It's been a grueling journey. I messed up. I tried to come back quicker because my rehab was taking too long and I got impatient. I messed up. I mean, that's why everyone hated A-Rod when he first got caught. You know, he was trying to make every excuse in the book and then he got caught again and everybody's like, yeah, dude, you know what? We don't believe you anymore. You should have just owned up to your mistake. And that's exactly what Toss T should have done. Um, I know the front office. I know Preller, Clever, Musgrove, they've made their comments. They're very unapologetic comments. I mean, he does need to own up to his mistakes. He shouldn't have been writing about motorcycle you shouldn't have been taking steroids you shouldn't have come up to uh if you when you got into that crash you probably should have went and gotten checked and not come to spring training with an injury i mean it's a lot of different things where you're letting down the team in multiple different aspects so hopefully after this season and i guess the first quarter of the games that we play um he just comes back and is back to his normal and we don't see these little things, you know, slowly just kind of deteriorate his career as they go on because we all like Fernando Satis. We can all admit that he's made a myriad of mistakes within the past year, but um, hopefully we can just get this behind him and hopefully he continues to be the star of the team. Yes. This is going to tarnish his legacy a little bit, but you, you learn to live with it. Yeah, and for everyone listening, tuning in, I'm sure there's quite a few of you that are big Fernando Tatis Jr. fans, Padre fans, whatever it is. It's going to sound like a broken record listening to us say, you know, um, it was immature. He he made a mistake or like, you know, he made a mistake. Whatever it is that you hear that you heard Ben and Woods and, and John and Jim, whatever you heard all them say, it's going to sound like a broken record. So you're going to try switching it up a bit. Um, the initial reaction I was at work and um, I, I believe it was like 10 or 11 o'clock, right? And I, I go on Twitter. I see that Tatis is at the airport in San Diego. He's at the airport in San Diego. That's the first thing that came up that was like, like, what is he doing here? He's supposed to be in Texas, right? So that was Padres Farm, by the way. I, I'll give him credit, um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know him or I don't know, maybe he watches. I don't know, but I don't want to, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, so he sees him there, sees him in San Diego. People are having speculation is he departing what is he doing Padres farm said something like uh you know i asked him if he was gonna play and something like a, a tear rolled down his eye saying no comment something like that if that's true i mean i don't know you know you know how twitter works not everything's true um if that's true i feel terrible i feel terrible i mean yes he fucked it. sorry he messed up he messed up pretty bad he did he really did and and he's gonna be a polar he's he was already a polarizing player as is He's going to be one of the most polarizing players I can think of now because maybe he took those A-Rod, those A-Rod comparisons a little too serious. I, I, I said that in the chat yesterday and I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like A-Rod went from 
being beloved. My dad loves loved A Rod. He still does. He has his A Rod bobblehead stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, A Rod was hated for that moment that he took steroids, that he was supposedly a cheater. Everyone loves him again. Everyone left him again for until he got caught again. But a lot of people liked him again. He was very polarizing, yes, but a lot of people liked him again because, like Fernando, he was one of the best players in baseball, one of the most polarizing, one of the most biggest superstars, consistently putting up all-star type numbers. People are quick to forget when you're putting up the numbers that Fernando Tatis does in a normal season, in a normal Fernando Tatis season. People are going to be quick to forget. All these people saying this stuff on, on Twitter are going to be super happy to have him back. I mean, that, that, that is a fact. I firmly believe that will be a fact. Tatis jersey sales are going to be back up. Everyone's going to want to go watch Fernando Tatis Jr. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't say something you're going to regret when it comes to Fernando because you don't, you know, people come back on that. Um, but when you look at the people that are, some, some people have taken this, D. Gordon got suspended for this exact drug, for this exact steroid. Um, I believe that was also 80 games coming off his best season with the Marlins. I think it was in 2016. Um, same thing happened to an Olympian basically. I mean, I didn't do too much research, but of course, as a Padre fan, as a Fernando fan, I'm going to look into it a little bit. You look into some scholarly articles. Don't look at like fan cited or anything like that. Look into actual studied articles that say in the United States, the FDA bans that it's not, it's not allowed in any, any of that kind of stuff, but in South America, Europe, and I forgot what other region it's in like over the counter medications. So that could help his ringworm case, if that's true. Do I believe it's true? I really don't. I don't believe it's true. He looked ginormous in April or May. He looked huge. That is the biggest I ever saw him look. And, I, like, you kept looking at his pictures over and over and over, and you go back, go back to 21, it's like, dude, this guy's a monster compared to what he was. And then you start thinking, all right, the timetable was June. Nobody knew that, that he was going back to San Diego. AJ Preller said himself, I did not know he was coming back. I did not know he was in San Diego. I got a call from the Fris from the guys in Frisco asking, where's Fernando? Fernando did this himself. He flew commercial himself to come back to San Diego. Okay. So it's not, it's not the Padres' fault or anything. This is this is Fernando. Um I don't know, man. It's it's tough because that is my favorite player. You know, I hate that I'm not going to be able to see him play. That is my little brother's favorite player for all the kids. You know, I feel I feel terrible because a lot of people idolize Fernando Tatis. And this is like a stain on his legacy. You know, something that keeps people out of the Hall of Fame, kept Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame, it's keeping A-Rod out of the Hall of Fame. Like for some reason, it didn't keep Big Poppy out of the Hall of Fame, but whatever. Um, you know, so it, it leaves a stain on your legacy. And what sucks is that a lot of his accomplishments from back then, you know, top five in MVP voting, being the youngest player to do this, youngest player to do that, you know, face a baseball at one point, it's tarnished because of what he did when in reality, when he was putting up those stats, everything that he was doing was clean. And when I say everything he was doing was clean, athletes do this. Athletes do this, whether, whether they get caught or not, athletes do this for sure. You could, I mean, there's articles, there's, there's, mo there's movies, everything, Art athletes do this. It is very, very well known. I mean, how are they going to compete with the other guys if they're not able to be able to if they're not able to do this? Logan Webb also tested positive. I don't believe it was close, whatever cluster ball. I don't know what, but 80 game suspension for him a couple years ago, too. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. It, it's really tough considering AJ probably won, went all out at the deadline, um, went and got Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Jury, Josh Hader, um, anticipating that your best player is going to come back. 
that was the biggest thing is that, okay, Fernando's going to come back and make us that, that top tier team with the Dodgers, with the Mets, with the Yankees, with the Astros, like without them, are you still that you're pretty damn close. You're pretty damn close. You're close enough to where if you, if you get hot in September, you're going to be fine or late October. Also, you got three games late or early October. Um, you're going to be fine. You're right there with the top tier of teams. You still got great pitching. You just picked up Juan Soto. Like, was it a gut punch? Yes. It was honestly, as a Padres fan, the biggest gut punch I can remember. Bigger than Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. That It, it truly did feel worse um, because this is a superstar that, you know, is admired in the city of San Diego. Got a statue contract. Got 340 million reasons to not do this. Um so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, completely bash Fernando because I support him. I support him through and through. I don't want to be that guy that, that judges him. Um, because in in reality, none of us who, who are we to judge? We all make mistakes. Quite frankly, this is his biggest mistake. This is two times, two times in one season. Um, it doesn't help that, you know, people are criticizing him for looking like a baby in the outfield. I don't know. I don't know if there's any substance to that, but there's a lot of criticism behind Fernando right now because of this, this is, absolutely is staying on his legacy and i keep rambling on but it's just because i'm like i'm lost for words i don't know what to say um it sucks that it happens here to your best player though for sure yeah absolutely and and i feel the same way man because like we look at it and, and you bring up like how it's a stain to his legacy absolutely uh, there's that's just not debatable of course it's going to be um and i i wanted to bring will on to kind of see like okay well, what is this drug like what is it about because i think it's really interesting that he that the way that he sees it is like this is like a horrible thing that you would want to take to come back from an injury like it's doing the opposite thing for your for your muscles and your tendons but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what the drug is because it's the narrative around someone that gets popped for peds that gets popped for steroids right any of those guys, and I guess Big Poppy is like the guy that no one really judges him for it. But like, look at the guys in the steroid era. How are they viewed? They're all viewed as cheaters. Look at all of the guys that have come up in you know in the two thousands, like Ryan Braun. Now Ryan Braun's a little bit more severe because he would get busted and go, "I didn't even know," and then he got busted like two more times. So what this really does now is Fernando's margin for making a mistake or making an error is he has none. Like, he cannot make another mistake. You see guys that legitimately do accidentally take steroids and they get suspended. I know the one that we were talking about was Antonio Gates with, like, the massage oil or the cream or whatever, where he has it and it's in his skin and then he busts for, like, the exact same thing that's in the oil that they were using. Where it's like, all right, that obviously wasn't intentional, but you still kind of have the penalties. But in baseball, getting busted for steroids is a way bigger thing than getting busted for in other sports. Like, it happens very often. Guys are always taking some level of substances, but when you take the illegal substance, it clearly just changes the way that you're viewed. So I'm kind of now rambling on also, Isaac, just because like it's it's a tough thing to kind of take in just because it's like, all right, you have all this hype. You go when you get Juan Soto, you get Josh Bell, you get Brandon Drury. Brandon Drury looks sick, right? Like, oh my God, you're bringing it in. Fernando's coming back. You got this stack pitching staff. And then he makes a mistake intentionally or unintentionally it doesn't really matter but he completely screws the Padres in this so you mean you saw the comments from AJ Preller from Mike Clevenger they were pissed it wasn't like a oh you know he made a mistake he's got to learn from it they were very clearly pissed because they are competing for a championship and their best player is not going to be on the field now so this is about as big of a blow as as you can get 
lot of times guys get busted for steroids and, you know, you miss the early part of the season, like Ramon Laureano this year on the A's. Is there any significance to that? Not really. It, he missed some games on the A's. Who cares? You're missing the postseason and you're missing the whole season because of two really stupid errors that you made, mistakes that you made. Yes, he's young. I get it. And like everyone makes mistakes when they're young. But when you get handed a, a contract for over $300 million and almost immediately the two things you do are you get hurt on a motorcycle to miss a bunch of time. And I guess there's like some weird stuff with that because, okay, there was a lockout and stuff, but still you, you miss time because of an off, like a, a, an injury at doing a thing that you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be riding a motorcycle if you're getting paid $300 million to play baseball. And then you get popped for steroids when you're about to return. Like that's as bad of a season as you can have. So I think the way that I'm kind of looking at it is like, you're hoping that he learns from this, that this is, and, and like, it's kind of hard to say like, Oh yeah, you learn from this, but like you just, you don't make those mistakes again. Am I confident that he's not going to? No. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not very confident that he's not going to because we've already seen him make two extremely stupid, do two extremely stupid things back to back. So uh, I don't want to be ripping on Fernando forever here. So that's kind of all I have. I have seen that a lot of people want the Padres to void his contract. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think that that makes any sense. I think this is one where it it makes the contract look a little, little sus, <laughs> no doubt. But it's one where it, it sucks. It sucks. He he didn't he did pass a drug test earlier in the year, and then he uh, now he you know he he fails this one later on in in August, um, but he passed one in March, so he wasn't taking it before. But just a really weird scenario overall with the drug, and also kind of the drug is also kind of a strange drug as well too. So not the not the best thing that we we wanted to see. But I don't know any other any other thoughts that you guys have about either the contract or just the overall situation in general. I think you could restructure it a little bit to uh, include some clauses. Like I know, I think the motorcycle clause is already in there, but like, Hey, if you get caught again, you know, you're going to forfeit some of the money that we owe you. Don't make stupid mistakes again. You're, if not, you're going to lose this money. I think you could do that. And I think that's completely fair at this point, but in a more positive news, you know what other team lost their star player? They lost their star player due to injury last year, but still won the World Series. The Braves. So, I mean, yes, it is a huge blow that we don't have Tatis for the rest of the year, but it's not a death sentence for the Padres. We still have one of the top rotations. Kim has been balling out at short. He's been one of the best defensive players, and his bat's finally come around. Cronenworth is coming around. We have Bell. Drury has been killing it recently. I mean, he got robbed of, what, two or three home runs, and he's just hit another two or three on top of it. So, realistically, he's probably been one of the best sluggers on the team. We got Machado still there. We have Soto, Grish. Decide whether or not he wants to get hot or stay cold. Profar's there. We got Myers. I mean, we're going to be okay. We have the team to do it. We have the bullpen. We have the rotation. We're going to be fine. You're going to see this team really kick it into gear once everyone starts to get comfortable and the team chemistry is back up after this this gut punch, but we're going to be fine. It's not the team that has the best record that wins the World Series. It's the team that gets the hottest in, at the end of September. Yeah, and you don't really need the best team to – like basically what Chase just said, you don't really need the best team to win the World Series. You just need – to get hot at the right time, get together at the right time, have great team chemistry. There's a lot of factors that go into it that are not having the best record, best roster in baseball. Um, 
would Tatis have arguably made the Padres the best roster in baseball? Arguably, yeah, top two, top three, maybe not top, maybe not number one because the Dodgers have insane players all around, bullpen starters, lineup, they're great. But with Tatis, the the Padres are able to legitimately compete against the Dodgers and can they still do it yes absolutely a lot of people are going to be down on that on that notion because of the the sweep in LA where we got demolished a lot of people probably now think how are we going to compete with the Dodgers when our last series we got killed with the same exact roster things change from time to time things could change in two weeks in baseball you see a team go from I mean look at the Padres they were in first place for a week for like a few days Two weeks, maybe three weeks later, they're sitting five, six and a half games back. Another, you know, some like two, three weeks later, they're sitting ten and a half games back. Things change very fast in baseball. Injuries happen. Cold streaks happen. It's a 162-game season. But what A.J. Preller did at the deadline, give that guy a statue. <laughs> and, I mean, a lot, I know a lot of people are sad. We're sad. You know, James Wood is gone. and James Wood hit a nuke. Um, something I saw really funny today. Uh Someone commented on that James Wood video of him doing something with in the Nationals organization and said, uh, at, at James Wood's age, Juan Soto was hitting home runs in the World Series, which is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, so, you know, who who knows what this Padres team is going to do, man. I really think this is going to unite them and, you know, everything's going to be – everything's still going to be fine. They've gotten to this point without Fernando. Does it suck? Yes. Would – personally, I would like my favorite player to be on the field when he's when his team is winning a World Series. That is a major gut punch. I don't care how we do it, though. I just want a World Series. That's it. Um, you know, that's that's it. Um, but that is a major, major gut punch to the organization, to to the fans, to uh, and I mean, I guess I could say to Fernando, man. I mean, I don't I don't really know what to say. I, I truly do feel bad. I know there's gonna be people who don't feel bad, and I completely understand because, I mean, two mistakes in in what half a year, half a year, is almost inexcusable. It is very inexcusable. Um, you have the excuse. Yes, he's a young adult. A lot of people forgave him for what for what he did with the motorcycle. A lot of people forgave him. I was one of the first to, you know, come to his defense and say, like, he's a kid. You know, we're all three of us are kids. I'm sure we've made some dumb mistakes. That's just that's just life. And I mean, when you get three hundred forty million dollars, you're probably going to make hundreds more mistakes than, than guys like us. Um, but that notion washes away. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your age when when you get caught cheating, when you get caught cheating. Um, nobody really cares anymore. So obviously for me, uh, I'm going to support Fernando. I'm going to support whoever wears that Padres jersey. And when that time comes for him, him to be on the field, everyone's going to forget. Well, not everyone's going to forget. If you're a Padre fan, you're probably going to forget because he's going to be doing things that the normal Fernando does. Um, and, and hopefully that leads to better things in his future. Chase, you brought up, you know, hopefully if he gets caught again this happens keep in mind that contract year by year goes up i believe in a year or two that goes up to like 20 mil and after a little bit that goes up to 34 so instead of suspending whatever he's making right now which is maybe one to two million dollars he's going to be suspending 20 to 34 million dollars if he does it again i hope that's enough for for him to not to to you know monitor these situations closely whether he put it in his body intentionally or not if he didn't I hope, you know, he hires people, does whatever he has to do to monitor whatever he puts in his body closer because that's a lot of money to suspend and that's a lot of fans you're letting down again. Yeah, however, if he took it intentionally, which I really hope he didn't, I mean, you have some some sort of like, you know, 
I forgot what it's called, but sympathy, and you're hoping that he didn't take it. Like he's San Diego's, he's San Diego's, uh, San Diego's child, I guess, um, because we we loved him so much. But and we still, I still do. But you kind of hope he didn't take it intentionally. If he did, hopefully he learns from it, um, grows up, because he's got to start learning that. You know, like Mike Clevenger and Joe Musgrove said, he's got to start showing that he wants to be on the field. And I'm sure he wants to be on the field. He wants to play for his team. I mean, I, I, I'm I, one of those that thinks, all right, this dude probably wanted to get back on the field as soon as possible. And somebody told him that this helps. Clearly doesn't. Very clearly doesn't because he was not on the field as soon as possible. Um, did it help him look ginormous? That is the biggest I've ever seen anyone on the Padres as, as of recent. Uh, but, you know, 2023, hopefully it's a big year for Fernando. Um, should be a big year for the Padres still. I mean, I know we're losing a few guys, but I'm pretty confident we're going to be able to re-sign some, especially if we don't win the World Series this year. Seidler's shown he's all in. I'm sure he's going to try getting at least a few of Clevenger, Drury, Bell, and uh, he's going to try re-signing Soto. I'm sure he's going to try getting a few of them back. With that being said, this Padres team still a World Series contender. Even without Fernando, this is still one of the best rosters in baseball. Profar is playing amazing baseball. Grisham, like you said, Chase, hot and cold. So far right now, not bad. I mean, in his last whatever, 100-something at-bats, 14 home runs, like a over a 110 WRC plus. Average hitter just cannot hit for actual average. Um, uh, right field, come on, bro. I don't got to explain that. First base, Josh Bell, major upgrade. Jake Cronenworth on pace for another four-war season. Yeah, is getting heavily criticized for no reason. Five-war season, insane. Um, Ha-Sung Kim, our savior. Because of this whole thing, guys almost putting up a three-war season for $7 million. I'll take that any day of the week. I also don't have to explain third base. I guess the only one's catcher because Nola kind of sucks at hitting, but and Alfaro's banged up. Um, everything else is good for this Padres team, though, man. Stay confident. Stay confident. Um, I guess all I would say, you know, however you feel about Fernando's, it's whatever, man. It's whatever. Just time to win a World Series, I would say. Yeah, I do think it's it's interesting that you bring up like you know how people are going to view him um, and whether or not he did him intentionally. Uh, first off, I want to say that there's no way that we can tell that anybody no. listening that anyone knows we'll never besides know. Fernando if took him if he took him intentionally or unintentionally. Like, so if you're saying, oh no, he definitely did him on purpose, that's wrong. If you're saying, oh, it's 100 was because of the ringworm, that's wrong. Like, we do not know, or maybe it's not wrong, but you don't have any like there's not a logic to be like, oh yeah, that's for sure how it is. So it's it's tough it's and then and that's the problem with steroids that's the problem for why everyone that takes him career gets you know your legacy gets tarnished and that's going to happen with fernando i think we all have to expect that to happen um you're gonna see a lot of people rip fernando for the rest of his career uh you brought up a rod isaac but honestly like any guy that's a steroid guy that gets caught for steroids ends up kind of facing the same like consequences so we're gonna see that with him it is a massive blow Isaac, I think you're right that this is still a World Series contender. I absolutely agree with that. But it's still a massive blow when you le- when you lose a guy that's a, a seven-war caliber player. Like, that is, that's as bad as it gets. So I think that's probably going to do it for this episode, but it's it's a tough one. Um, this is about as big of a blow as – this is way bigger than when he hurt his wrist, you know? This is way worse than that. So it sucks. It really, really sucks. Um but I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. Any Anything else you guys want to add before we, before we bounce? All right. All right, everybody. Uh, sorry for the, the long podcast talking about Fernando. It sucks that we had to do this one, but it is what it is. You got to move on. 
Padres looking good recently. The offense is balling out, but this is this is definitely a, a tough blow. So I think it's gonna do it for this episode, though. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully you liked uh, my my roommate coming on sharing his information about uh, PEDs because that guy literally knows more about PEDs and steroids and stuff than any human I've ever spoke to. Uh, the amount of research that he does on his own is hilarious to me. Um, but it was it was fun having him on too. So thank you guys for listening. And we will be going live after the game tomorrow. So we'll talk to you guys then.